Brendan, it's time for us to make a very important decision. Yeah. What's that? We have to determine if uh, the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, uh, does it high rule or does it high drool? Oh. <laughs> I s- spent so long thinking of <laughs> how I was going to use high rule versus high drool. Okay, okay. I thought about maybe making like a segment where we like talked about things from the game and like, does this high rule or does it high drool? Yeah. I think, I, we really could, f- I think we could just sprinkle that in throughout. That's true. When we're talking about pretty much everything in the game, we can kind of cap it off with, uh, and and I think it hides rules. Yeah, yeah. That won't get old quick. Nope. Just like this conversation right now about Hyrule versus Hydrule <laughs> is not getting old. In fact, it's only just warming up, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm feeling Want it. Want to do like 15 more minutes on this? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. So Hyrule means that it's good. Yes, yeah. Yes, it it's it rules. This is the start of that 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, like yep. if you want to stretch and like I drool uh is like it it's not it doesn't rule. It's like a bad. It's yeah. like a like cuz drooling is bad. Drooling is bad. Notoriously bad. Yeah, anyone who drools is a bad person. They're bad, yeah, and should feel bad about themselves, and I'm glad that we decided to shun them from society. If you're listening to our podcast and you drool, get the fuck out of here. You're not welcome here. This isn't for you. We only like people who rule. Yeah, like the tunnel snakes. (laughs) Things rule in this game. Some things drool. We'll get into it. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, huh? Here we are. How long ago did this game come out now? You would think I would have, like, written down details. Uh, it doesn't about. matter. It's been, oh, like, nice. two months now, probably. I am curious to know, and it was May 12th that this game yep, so came out. Two months and two weeks, roughly. And some change. Yeah. Okay, so, so we're, had- we're still topical. People still play this game. We're in the window. Mm-hmm. People will be playing this for the rest of... You know, this year and probably the rest of time. Yeah, people on YouTube will be all over it. Uh, we wanted to give people time to finish it because I'm going to spoil the shit out of it. We wanted to give ourselves time to finish it because we're going to spoil the shit mm-hmm. out of it. Um, you just finished it recently, right? I finished it maybe, yeah, a couple weeks ago now. Okay. I finished it probably two weeks after launch. I went hard on it. A sign of perhaps mm-hmm. how you felt about this game. Well, I also, if it is any other sign, I stopped immediately after I finished the final boss. Sure. I did not I did not play a second longer and have not fired it up or really thought about it since. Uh, I know that when you played, did you do all of the shrines in this game? I did. All 153 of them, I think, is the okay. total. I thought about playing this game and and doing like yeah, I'm, I'm not going to finish the game. I'm not going to beat the final boss until I've done every shrine. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. Uh, yeah. And then I got to a certain point where I had done like 90 shrines. I'm like, if if I don't just see this through to the end, 
Yeah, like I'm not going to have a good time for however many more hours there are to come. Yep, that's about the same feeling I had. I had already finished the shrines, but I was like, if I don't just go fight this boss, I'm going to burn out yeah. and probably never finish it. Right. So I went and made it happen. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Um, it is one of those beautiful games, though, where like you can choose what you like your level of commitment. Like you can say, I'm done. Mm -hmm. I've done X, Y, and Z, but maybe never even touched A, B, and C. Yep. Yep. There's a whole list of things I think I could still go do. Oh, certainly. I just don't really care all that much. Well, the the actual, I think the list of things that I could do is shorter than the list of things that I did do. Mm -hmm. Um, Like it's, it's like Korok seeds at this point. Well, I mean, you don't have to, I'm never going to do that. There's this just, you know, there are better things you could do with your day. Korok seeds and world bosses, I think are probably Mm. kind of the only thing I have left. I did every quest that I found. Uh, I did every shrine. I did every light route in the depths. Um, I'm kind of doing that right now, and there's so many of them, and it's so well, not satisfying. Okay, so the game tells you something very early, and I I just completely ignored it uh, and then realized later what it told me and thought I was like so clever. Um, every light route in the depths is directly underneath a shrine on the surface. Oh, fuck. So if you find a shrine and you go to the depths map and you don't have a light route there, you can put a marker because there's one there and you can oh, use it. Fuck. You can use it the other way around, too, where if you find a light route and there's not a shrine above it, you know, there's a shrine there. It tells you this. Yeah, it tells you in like the journal that you find if you do the quest where you have to go uh. down with the guy, like right at the beginning of the game. Um, it tells you that. <laughs> yeah. Man, I once I realized that, that's when I committed to like, all right, I'm doing it all. Like one of those things about this game where like if you're not paying one hundred percent attention at all times to these little offhand things that it tells you, there are gigantic portions of the game that you'll never know. Yeah, the game does a really bad job, I think, uh telling you what you can do. <laughs> I finished the game i mean i'm still playing it but i beat the game i rolled credits Mm -hmm. and you started laying some secrets on me that i had no idea about the item combinations mostly in the ways of the the fuse skill yep uh and it completely changed the way that i look at the game at at the point that I've already finished it. So like now mm-hmm. it's it's almost too late for me to know these things. Yeah, that's about where I was. Luckily, I, f- I learned about it like right before the ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like a big battle you do at the end. We'll get into that. Um, sure. But I there's a, an item called the muddle bud that makes enemies fight each other. And I used that in that battle the whole time. Uh, yeah. And it made it very easy. That's very, very funny to me. Uh, I didn't know that that was a thing, mm-hmm. but uh, I would use that. I just also finished uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Yep, that's the one. It's a mishmash of words. Uh, and you can turn enemies. You can, like, confuse enemies to fight for you. Yep. And I've been using that like crazy. 
Mm-hmm. And now thinking about doing that in Zelda, like I, I very much wish that I had known that. Yeah, hundred a hundred hours ago. Yep. Uh, you can also like drop smoke bombs, and then you are undetected, so you can sneak up on guys and get like the stealth backstab attacks on them. I didn't know that either. Yeah, tons of stuff. <sighs> Where do we begin? Uh, well, let's talk about the story. We begin okay. uh, in the in the tunnels beneath <laughs> Hyrule Castle. If, if I mean, we've already done it to this point, but like full spoilers ahead for yeah. Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, the gloves are off. Brendan, you've even done more and know more than I do. Uh, and I'm totally like, don't worry about spoiling anything to me at this point. Oh, it's did, just, did you not find all the tears? I found now I found the tears. OK, good. Of the kingdom. Of the kingdom. Yeah. Not to be confused with the secret stones. My secret stone, secret a phrase stone. you'll hear many times in this game. <laughs> Every character in the game, uh, all, all the oracles say, secret stone? Princess St- Zelda? Huh? <laughs> it was so weird. Zelda was telling us to do these things we didn't want to do, but we had to listen to her. <laughs> Zelda showed up and it smacked my, my groceries out of my hands, called me a bitch. Pushed my grandma over, but then said... <laughs> <laughs> this is the this is the right thing to do, and it's Zelda, so I gotta believe. You gotta it. Do, you gotta go with it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you gotta blindly follow your monarchs. Is the lesson of this game? Who was missing for some amount of time? That is never a while. made clear in the game. <laughs> I have questions about a lot of yeah things timing wise. Okay, let's get into the the story. Yep. Of this game. I guess maybe even before we do that, just general, we're going to talk about a lot of things here, but like generally, how are we feeling about this? Is it, are, are we satisfied, you know, left a little wanting? What's, what's kind of like top level thoughts for you? I think I'm pretty satisfied with it. I liked it a lot more than I expected to. Um, and I played a hell of a lot of it over the two weeks that I was playing it. Um, mm-hmm. So I had a good time with it. Um, yeah, more Zelda than I expected. I thought it would just be more Breath of the Wild, but I think they did improve on that. I uh, also, I think it's, yeah, I enjoyed Breath of the Wild a lot more than you did. Um, but going into this, my expectations were through the roof. And even if it was going to be just more Breath of the Wild, like that was good enough for me. Um, I feel like it is the natural evolution of a lot of ideas that they had in Breath of the Wild. Yep, yep. Um, and I do think it's a phenomenal game, uh, but I feel like in some directions they pushed things a little too far from like some of the comforts that I had with Breath of the, Breath of the Wild in in a way that like is not how I want to play Zelda games. Mm-hmm. Which is something I think I've talked about on this podcast before. Yeah, like, like, give us an example. Like, what kind of, what kind I, of the, stuff are you talking about? I never felt like I was using like the fuse ability the right yeah, way. Yeah, the the fuse. That's I think the problem with the fuse ability is that it is extremely good, uh, and if you're not using it, combat's going to suck. 
Yeah. But they don't teach you what anything does. No. Like, I think the only time that I learned something from the game trying to teach me was uh, there's a shrine puzzle where you have to throw a spear through a ring that's, like, way across the room. Mm-hmm. And if you try and throw it, it just doesn't go far enough. Uh, but right next to it is, like, a stash of keese wings. And so if you fuse a keese wing to the spear, it flies, like, five times further. Uh, so you, you end up doing that. And that was the only time that I was like, oh, shit, like, it's actually teaching me what to do right now. There's something here, yeah, for you. So yeah. you're just not blindly going into it, which you would be doing throughout the rest of the world of this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was like a single shrine puzzle hidden away in a cave. Like, I could have gone the entire game without ever seeing that if I wasn't actively seeking them out. Right. Um, so there's a lot of garbage like that that is just, I'm never I'm never going to put in the time mm-hmm. to like learn all of these things. And, like, the weapons I made and, like, the vehicles I made and everything are, like, very utilitarian. Yeah. Yep. I never really felt like I was being creative or smart with any of them. I was just trying to use them to get a job done. I would say that's where I was at. I I didn't get into any of, like, the fun, like, robot building or crazy, wacky builds that you can do. I just made a tool for a job and did that job. People are making Metal Gears out there. I've seen a lot of that, yeah. (laughs) There's some crazy stuff going on, Um, which I love. I love that people are doing that, but, like, it's just not something that I'm ever going to do. So, like, I I think this game is really great, but, like, pushes it in directions that are not the way that I usually play games. Mm -hmm. Uh, But even in some of the ways that, like, it is like Breath of the Wild, uh, which there are many, but... I I feel like the magic that was Breath of the Wild is now it's like not hitting me in the same way because it's like, oh, right. well, they've done this. Yes, I, I think that was my primary concern uh, apart from like, oh, well, Breath of the Wild wasn't really a, a Zelda game in the style that I expect a Zelda game to be. Uh, so that I had that. But then I also was like and also the fun I had from Breath of the Wild was exploring this map. Right. And now we're 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 on the exact same map. Like there are minor differences here and there. There are caves, which there weren't. Uh, And then there's like the sky and the underground. Um, The sky was pretty cool. The underground, I realized pretty quickly, is just uh, (laughs) the the surface, but inverted. Um, So every mountain on the surface is a deep cavern in, in the underground. And every body of water is just a wall, like an impassable wall. I didn't realize that either. Yeah, it's just if you can even it's it's looking at the maps, I think is the easiest way to tell because it's just the overworld map, but literally color inverted. Um, <laughs> so it's just like a purple and blue version of the overworld. That's map. really funny. Yeah. Um, so it's everything on them. Like you can tell what's going on where you are based on that sort of thing. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm trying not to be too negative on it because I think this is like a really great game and I had a very great time with it. Yeah. I mean, but there are things there. It's not a perfect game. No, it's not a perfect game. Is it a perfect Zelda story? Like we've said many times now about talking about the story. Uh, in terms of story, I would I would say it's kind of on par for Zelda. They're all pretty much. They're all kind of the same yeah. stupid shit. I like that. Trappings. I like that the sages are back. That's fun. We haven't had sages really since Ocarina. 
I was thinking that. Yeah, it's been some time since they've appointed sages. Of yeah, Link's friends. So that was kind of cool. I liked. Uh, I like that it has dungeons. <laughs> Does have actual dungeons? Even though I felt like I was cheating most of them. There um, are ways to hack. I think that's them. the point of the game, and I don't think I like that for because mm-hmm. like the, the the dungeons are puzzles and i want them to be puzzles but when the solution is always just like just find a way to throw yourself across the dungeon and skip all the puzzles yeah then it's kind of P- like oh well why am i here push your way through every floor and ceiling yeah i the way I, you're not supposed to the the lava temple was where i started to really be like i don't want to do these puzzles i'm just going to find a place that i can go through the floor this is exactly the same thought that I have, and I have it written down in my notes. We'll get to that. Later. Yeah, let's uh, talk about the story. Why don't we? <laughs> so, like you said, it kind of starts with like a cold open with Link and Zelda underground mm-hmm. beneath the temple. There's some weird smog thing going around called the gloom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we learn about the Zonai who are this, like, precursor race of gods that came from the sky. It's always the precursor race. Yep, yep. The Zonai were mentioned in Breath of the Wild, for what that's worth. I was wondering. I didn't go back and look at that. But. Yeah, there are Zonai ruins, and they talk about, like, the Zonai briefly here and there. Okay, so they put the pieces mm-hmm. in place. There's actually, I think, a lot of things that they do in this game, building on Breath of the Wild, that make me feel like they planned all of it the whole time. Sure. Um, which is very cool. Like, uh, I'm going to say it now just specifically because uh, the Yiga clan guy, I don't remember his yes. name, but it, in Breath of the Wild, when you fight him, you kick him into a giant pit or he falls into a giant pit. I don't think you do it. I think he does it to himself. Um, but then uh, but then in this entire game, he's in the underground the whole time. OK, that's pretty clever. I never <laughs> put those pieces together. But yeah, you're you're right about that. Yeah. So I was like, ah, you know what? That kind of feels like maybe that was the plan. <laughs> there are little things here or there. Mm-hmm. Um, so down here, they stumble upon a mummified Ganon. Spoilers. Yeah, he's Ganon. They don't say the name Ganon until like the end of the game. Until v- the very, very end when it means very little to everyone. Yeah, they just refer to him as the Demon King the entire game. I almost even thought that at at a certain point, this was going to be a surprise prequel to yes. Breath of the Wild. I thought, oh, I didn't think prequel, no. I did because I thought we were going to see the story of how, like, Calamity Ganon became a mm-hmm. thing, especially when the ending of this game happens. Uh, I thought, like, oh, wait a minute, are, are they surprising us and this is actually a prequel kind of thing? But Oh, uh, yeah, that would have been really cool if that if that is what they did. Uh, but it is not. No. Nope. Uh, I, was, I was expecting him to be Demise for a while, which is the bad guy from uh, Skyward Sword. You had mentioned that to me, and he's got a very Demise design especially he does, when he's yeah. in like his crazy demon king his, his flowing hair his almost final form yeah yeah he's got the demise hair going on um and you kind of see that early on too and so i was like oh are we not are we not like not the first iteration of demise but like this is set right after skyward sword or something 
Um, getting into that Zelda timeline that which is everybody bullshit. loves. Which is bullshit. We should just not talk about that. <laughs> if we do that, we'll never leave. I, I like to think that I was into the timeline for a long time. Uh, and then the more I started thinking about how it splits three times at Ocarina, I'm done with it. Um, I like to just think that every Zelda game is the same story told by different people. That's and, a much better way to think about yeah, it. Yeah, so they're all the same. It's it's always the same legend, so that's why they're all so similar, but they're all told by, like, different cultures, different time periods, so they all have, like, their twists. Yeah, I think that's a much more fun way to think about it than everything fits neatly on a yeah. timeline. Neatly it doing a lot of work in that sentence. It really doesn't. Uh, and, like, the cosmetics in this game just throw all that out the window. Yeah, that's true i spent the entire game flying around with a skull kid majora's mask yeah uh, paraglider yeah and then you can collect like midna's mask and shit like that Fucking, so just, i hate it. i was so mad that they called it midna's helmet <laughs> i mean the lore they're not gonna uh, you can't commit that heavy to the lore right? <laughs> i was so mad i i think you can I think they chose not to. They sent. Also, her her hair is part of the helmet. Yeah, that just makes sense. (laughs) Anyway, we see Ganon. Ganon's down here. Uh, He reanimates. He's being held down by like this mystical arm, but then something happens to that. And he reanimates and is going to take over the world and. Sends Zelda flying into a hole in the ground. Uh, Link dives in after her, but is pulled away by that arm. Mm -hmm. Well, first he tries to hold his sword up against it and the sword breaks. The master sword gets destroyed. Yes, this is very important. And he gets a a big burn on his arm. Ouchie, he says. Mm -hmm. Yep, it looks very uncomfortable. You got me good, Demise. Oops, that's I wasn't (laughs) supposed to say that. Um, yeah, the Master Sword breaks, you would think not possible, but uh, here we are, it's shattered. They did it, they did the thing, and I have to imagine that was, like, extremely, uh, hard for to get approved. That had to pass a lot of levels yeah. of clearance at old Nintendo HQ. To, to destroy the icon of the games is a pretty big deal. Hey, well, in the Mario movie, Mario hates mushrooms. That's true. That's true. We're, Nintendo's breaking barriers left and right here. We're killing our darlings. <laughs> the Master Sword and mushrooms. Yep. Who needs any of those anymore? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it is kind of shocking to see that happen. Um, although you do then spend... <laughs> Like, the rest of the game, once you ultimately do get the Master Sword back, uh, you spend the rest of the game using it, and then it stops working after 20 yep. swings. Yep. You can fuse things to it, which is kind of cool, because it doesn't show them. Right. Like, the way that they get fused is it just gets, like, runes on it, and when you swing, they appear, like, as the green goo stuff. Kind of a fun idea. Yeah. I thought that was neat. But it's also not uh, that good of a weapon. No, I mean, <laughs> if you can use the fusibility the right way, there's no reason to ever really use the Master Sword. No. Uh, Link wakes up in the sky. 
talking mm-hmm. to the ghost of the original Zonai king named Raru. Raru. Yeah. Raru is a name that's been around in Zelda forever. Sure. We've heard this before. Yeah. But here's the Zonai king Raru. Mm-hmm. Who's just a a big, tall furry. <laughs> yep. That they want us to want to fuck. Yeah, yeah, they really, they want us to thirst over this guy. Um, the reward for getting every shrine is a suit of armor that turns you into one of those Zonai. That sucks, I don't like that. It does. It, the, the worst part is it's not that good of an armor, and it takes up all three slots. Oh, well, that, <laughs> I, there's just no way. I might yep. not even do the shrines because I don't want that in my inventory. <laughs> Oh, I wanted everything in my inventory. I mean, I do want that. It's not. That's just absolutely <laughs> not true. What I just said. Uh, Raru, yes, they want us to want to fuck him, just like the Navi in Avatar. They yep. want us to want to fuck every character in this game. Actually, it's an extremely horny game, which is not even my personal opinion. I mean, it is my personal opinion, but like, I'm not the one who's. Super horny for this game. I've just been on social media and seen yep. the art that exists. Yeah. <laughs> Those people for weren't all quick. That was out in like oh, the day. Yeah. No, people wasted no time. Um, Raru. Uh, pure, pura? 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 Uh, yeah, I think it's Pura. Pura? I'm not sure. She's the scientist lady who in the last game was a small child yes yep and now she's like a teen or young i thought she was like an adult at this point it seems like the time gap to me seems like at least 20 years since breath of the wild been a really long time but not every character has aged no only only the one that was a child Oh, no, there were two. And then there's also the girl in Kakariko Village. Yes. Is older now. But seemingly not that much. No, she didn't age as much as Pura. Do they explain that away? Because of like the reason she was a child. She's she's the same age as the old woman in Kakariko. Correct. Um, And they explain that she like did some science to make herself younger and went too far and turned into a kid again. So do they ever explain, like, does she age back faster or is she aging at the normal rate? This might be another one of those things that there's a journal entry about somewhere. Yeah. And you know damn well I didn't read that. No, uh, I was too busy breaking my weapons. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's a lot of characters in this game that people are extremely thirsty for. People want to fuck Ganondorf. Uh, and the girl from the desert is slightly older than she was. Yes, this is true. But even, again, like, not that much older. Not that much older. No, she still seems like a child. Uh, and the <laughs> the camera work on her introduction is questionable. Problematic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, people want to fuck Ganondorf, which, hey, I've been saying that since day one. So I wanna, it's about I, time people caught up. I think people need to revisit the first game and give him another chance the old like pig version the pig the pig man one yeah that's what i'm that's what i'm saying (laughs) always been fuckable (laughs) 
<laughs> now, never, never more so than now. <laughs> uh, Raru gives you like a new arm. It's his arm. It's the one I that was so. holding down Ganon in the intro. And now Link's arm is that arm. Mm-hmm. And Raru's with him all the time <laughs> through that arm. Just checking in on him. Just checking him. Yeah, watching him jerk it. Uh, <laughs> Link, Link, stop, that's mine. <laughs> it's like Link can give himself a never-ending stranger. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Raru. What a gift. <laughs> Link, no, that's my arm. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the assist. <laughs> I did see a funny thing that uh, when you complete a shrine and like the little wall drops down and it's the statue of Raru and Queen Sonia people yep. <laughs> like treating that like it's like a swinging couple like it drops down and someone's like hey we saw you from across the room and we really like your vibe <laughs> oh no that was pretty good uh it's an extremely horny game yes you have the new arm uh there's some other stuff that happens which we're gonna get into in more detail but let me see if i can kind of like I don't even have this written down, Brendan. All right, let's see how you do. Let me see if I can kind of summarize the rest of the story of The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Okay, all of it? You're just going to go all right now? Kind of the whole, most of the whole thing. Okay. And we'll touch on like the important stuff, but I want to I know that I can do this. Mm-hmm. So Zelda got sent 10,000 years Back uh, in time? Yeah. I don't know what the exact number, but yeah. Some amount back in time when she fell into this abyss. Mm-hmm. Uh, at which time she met with Raru and Queen Sonia, who I don't give a fuck about. Nope. Never given a reason to care about Queen Sonia. Nope, except that she's the Sage of Light? Uh, yeah, I think because like Zelda's special because she's both she's light and time. Um, sure, yes, that does sound right. I don't know. I don't give a fuck about Queen Sonia. <laughs> uh, they formed the first kingdom of Hyrule along mm-hmm. with the other like races of people that were already living on Hyrule, which are the same races we have now. Yep. Um. There was also the King Ganondorf who faked pledging allegiance to the kingdom and Mm -hmm. actually, like, waged war upon them. Yep. um, Creating a fake version of Zelda somewhere along the way that kills Queen Sonya and steals the stone, the secret stone. The secret stone, yep. My secret stone. Secret stone? Princess Zelda. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they fight against Ganondorf, otherwise known as the Demon King, mm-hmm. who controls legions of monsters. Yeah. But he was too powerful... So what Raru had to do was give everybody, the, the leaders of the different races, secret stones, mm-hmm. which enhance their abilities. Yep. 
Secret stones, you might ask? Yes, secret, secret stone. Uh, they fight again, and it's still not working out, so Raru sacrifices himself to defeat Ganondorf by, like, pinning him down with his arm. Yeah, to hold him until Link can get there, because Zelda's been talking about, like, telling them, oh, here's what happened in my time. We need to prepare for that. And we're told this story repeatedly again and again and again every time you finish a major portion of this game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, And that's kind of most of, like, that backstory. We'll get into, like, f- ending stuff, but yeah. how, how did I do? Pretty good. I would say you, you hit it. Um, the one thing that I would add to it is that Ganon's story is... Uh, Kind of a retelling of the one they used in Ocarina of Time. Mm. It's very similar to that, where he is the only male born into the Gerudo. Sure. Uh, it's like once every thousand years or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a very similar Ganon motivation to Ocarina. That's the only thing that I would say warrants uh, mentioning. Yeah. Um, very similar kind of thing. He's the leader of the Gerudo. Um, I don't, do we ever see like any of the Gerudo women in like the time of Ganondorf? I think they're with I him. Remember. I think they're with him on that one scene where he's got the Muldugas going down the valley. Sure. I think you see some of them up on like the ridge with him. Okay. Um, in any case, the Gerudo of today do not take after this dastardly demon no, king. They're all just super horny all the time. <laughs> They really want a vow. Mm-hmm. Yep. And don't we all? There's an entire class dedicated to it. How to catch a vow. Mm-hmm. Which you get to help and with. They actually do have a vow captured in their jail. They do, and you can get put in the jail with them if you want. So, they're, uh, yeah, they, they're women who know what they want. <laughs> um... You go through kind of the whole game having that story repeated to you again and again and again. Mm -hmm. You do get a little extra flavor with uh, this quest that is the dragon tears. You can pick them up along the landscape and get like extra story flashbacks. Yep. They're very similar to the the photo memories from Breath of the Wild. Yes. They're almost the exact same thing, um, but a different story. (sighs) We get... A lot of that extra kind of stuff, like the extra flavor for the story out yeah. of those. I think I think this like the delivery for the story is maybe like one of the biggest problems I have with the game. Um, mm-hmm. The story you hear about that happened 10,000 years ago sounds so much more interesting than what I'm doing right now. Agreed. Like, I, I would so much rather be playing that game rather I than completely agree them telling me about that as I run around fucking launching Koroks into space. Which almost sounds like a good opportunity for, like, a DLC. They might be able to do that, yeah. The DLC for Breath of the Wild wasn't anything super special, though. No, that's true. So, but they haven't earned my trust. And they can't just give you a motorcycle this time, because I could just build a motorcycle. You are the motorcycle now. Yeah. Dog. The whole world is your <laughs> motorcycle, yes. <laughs> uh, Yeah, it's... um interesting like the master sword makes its way back in time 
oh, that's another thing. The nonlinearity of the story, like you can get the tears in any order. There's an order that they they want you to see it in. Yes. Um, and it, when you look at your memories, like you can watch cutscenes again anytime. They are ordered and numbered. Uh, but I watched one. It was like the second one that I found, and it just gave up the entire game. Uh, yeah. it, it's Zelda talking to um, Raru's sister, whose name is escaping me right now. Um, but she says, like, to, to turn into an eternal dragon is to lose oneself completely. And I'm like, that fucking dragon is Zelda. The, the dragon we've been seeing the whole game, it, it had a big dramatic entrance right when you, like, get the title crawl. Yep. Uh, and now I know that Zelda, and I'm only 10 hours into this 60-hour game. That's a huge problem. Yeah. For it to deliver that to you, yeah, so, so quickly. Yeah, and, like, it didn't it didn't outright say it, but the way it was presented, it's like, okay, I, I know exactly. They wouldn't say that if it wasn't going to happen. Um... Yeah, there it's revealed that like these secret stones, if you swallow one, <laughs> which is so funny, which is really funny, uh, you become this kind of dragon. Yeah, like the three that were in Breath of the Wild. Yes. Uh, and never in a million years did I think my bingo card for this game did not have uh, Zelda eats a rock and becomes a dragon <laughs> with the master sword stuck in her head for 10,000 right years. Forehead. <laughs> it did not have that written on my finger <laughs> card. So that scene where she does that, uh, I was fucking cracking up, like sitting in my room alone, playing the game. She's got the stone in her hand and I'm out loud to my, like just to me, just going, do it, do it, <laughs> eat it. I bet you won't. <laughs> and then she just goes, oh. and then there's like a repeat of that later when Ganon does it. Mm. And, I, and I'm, I'm cheering like, yeah, do it. Like, <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Yeah, they eat the stone and then they go, uh-oh. And then <laughs> I made a mistake. this gigantic <laughs> dragon dancing through the sky. Oh, boy. Good stuff, good stuff. But yeah, that was spoiled like immediately, and I was bummed. <laughs> that is sad. That's you want to hold on to that one a little bit longer, because mm -hmm. when the pieces start clicking and you kind of realize that's what she's about to do, you go, "No, she fucking won't." Yeah, they do save the last one until you get all the other ones, which I think is is good. Right. Like, and the last one is the one where she eats the stone and turns into the dragon. So, like, the confirmation you cannot get until you get all the other ones. Sure. Um, but it's it's heavily hinted in multiple flashbacks before that. Um, Yeah, they uh, they tell you, yeah, they kind of lay it out. And then when you see the final product, it's uh, hilarious. Um, She's got the master sword lodged in her dragon skull. Yep, like a horn. Just there for thousands and thousands of years, Zelda has been flying around in the sky. I think she was underground. Okay. Um, she emerges during the uprising. Or the okay. upheaval? The upheaval, they call it. That's fair. There's also some sort of, you know, one of these 
weird paradoxes where like this is the Zelda from that time that went backwards and became a dragon yes. and has been here the entire time but also the real Zelda has existed in this world at the same time yeah she at was the here same twice. exact time yep so you gotta just not worry about that too much yeah don't think about it it's, it's fine. fine it's gonna be fine um, <laughs> just wave wave it away it's cool. It, there's two <laughs> Zeldas, but they're the same Zelda, but one of them's a dragon. Mm-hmm. And they can't You meet. get it. No, no. I've never seen the two of them in the same room. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's got the Master Sword, which they do set up a thing. So the Master Sword breaks mm-hmm. and then gets transported back in time from Link's time to Zelda's past time 10,000 yep. years ago. Uh, they do eventually set up a thing where the Deku tree tells them, ah, yes, the sword can heal itself and grow stronger over time. So they almost kind of make the Master Sword a Saiyan. Yeah, yeah, essentially. <laughs> if you don't completely finish it off, it will just <laughs> be even better than the last It'll time. come back stronger. Yeah, it has to be bathed in sacred light. And the sure. longer that it is, the stronger it gets. Which also, to go back to that Zelda paradox, the Master Sword is there twice the whole time as well. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yep. So there's a the Master Sword you get in Breath of the Wild is the shitty one, and the good one's stuck in a dragon's head they underground. Had it the whole time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If only they had known. Oh, well. You know, why, we wasted our time in this first game. Yep. You know what I like they did with the Master Sword in this one? Uh, in the first one, you had to have like 20 hearts or something to pull it. Like it drained sure. your health. In this one, you have to have like most of the stamina bar built up mm-hmm. to get it. So I was like, oh, it's kind of fun that they went with the other one this time. I did think that was funny. And there are also like big doors that you have to open that you need hearts for. So they yep. actually kind of do both of them in this game. Yep. The first time you go into one of those doors, you don't actually have to let it drain your health. You just you tap the button to push it and let go. And it's like, oh, looks like it doesn't open. You're going to need more hearts. You got to get stronger, my boy. Yep. Um, Any other big story plot moments other than like the, the kind of like central story stuff other than like the ending of the game? We'll talk about, you know, specific. No, I don't really stories. think so. I think that's pretty much it. It's pretty light. Um. It's a it's a pretty epic story, but it's in like the grand scheme of the game. It's it's barely any part of it. Minimal. There's so yeah. much else that you do around that that. Yeah. When you kind of come back to that, you go, what were we doing again? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, the, I think both of these games suffer from a sense of urgency, like or a lack of a sense of urgency. Mm. It's like, oh, you have to save the world. But yeah, go ahead and go collect 900 Korok seeds and. Like, uh, I don't know, climb a tree or some shit and whatever you want. Who cares? Zelda will wait for you. That's why every dungeon that they have in this game is also like, it's such an urgent moment. You have to help me save my people. And then you can just peace out and go <laughs> teleport out. And they call you out for it. They're like, <laughs> hey, Link, you know, we're kind of in the middle of something. But, but I mean, I guess I'll wait for you to come back. Okay, I'll be here. <laughs> and then you come back and they're like, hey, great. I've been waiting for you. And then you go, oh, you go oh, sh- shit, I forgot to buy arrows. I'll be right back. Oh. I, have to, I have to go teleport to every town so I can buy 15 arrows at a time. Ugh, the fucking arrows. 
Uh, so the end of the game, you have gotten stronger as you'll do. Mm-hmm. You've got the sword back. Yep. Uh, you've gotten your buddies, which again, we'll talk about in a little bit, but yep. like you've got some allies. Uh, and then you go back to do the final fight against Ganondorf, who's now like gained enough strength or whatever to become basically his former self. Yeah, you got to go fight Matt Mercer. You do have to fight Matt Mercer. It is actually just they put him. It's yeah. like an FMV that turns into an <laughs> FMV kind of portion. <laughs> you walk in and he's at a and d table. He goes, hold on, guys, I got to take care of this. Yeah, this is my my side side job, <laughs> my side hustle. Puts on a big red wig. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Hold on, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not changed yet. <laughs> uh, the fight. You know, you're winning the fight, and then Ganondorf decides, "Well, I gotta even the playing field here." <laughs> I love it. So he rips the secret stone out of his own head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And swallows it to become a dragon himself. Yeah. And you have a big dragon fight. And then, yeah, Dragon Zelda swoops in and you ride on the back of Dragon Zelda while you're circling around in the air, dive bombing Dragon Ganondorf. Fuck yeah. It's so much better than the the final boss of Breath of the Wild. It's way, way better than the than exactly what you just said. It's like, this is the most batshit crazy scenario <laughs> they could have ended this game in, in like all the best ways. Yeah. It, it's like really dumb, but also I loved every second of it. It's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're just like diving off of Zelda, landing on Ganon, getting a couple hits and then jumping off him and hoping Zelda catches you. <laughs> Her big dumb dragon face swoops in and catches you. And then you just do it over and over again. Yep. <laughs> I really liked it. It's really fucking stupid, but so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you win. I don't even remember how Zelda gets turned back into a princess. I don't I don't really either. She does, though, and they spend a lot of time in the game saying it can't happen. Right. And then the way it happens, I want to say, like, Link and her are in a void. Mm-hmm. And Link is like... Staring at her wordlessly, because that's how Link does. And she's like, yeah, I guess I'll be human again. (laughs) I mean, that would be better, right? If I was a human. Yeah. This uh, is weird, isn't it? This is weird. And then it does uh, a repeat of the dive from the beginning of the game, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. Because Zelda's fallen out of the sky and you have to like dive after her. uh, Except at the beginning, he doesn't catch her. And at the end, he does. There you go. That just shows you how far he's come. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Link's uh, the hero that we all need. He's the hero of time. Yeah. Well, this one's not. Well, it's all the same. This is the hero of the wild. Do you want to talk about that timeline one more time? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so that's, <laughs> I don't know. That's like the main story of this game. It's Yeah, that's it's, pretty much it. <laughs> it's really wild. Uh, it's, um, very funny at points when they're swallowing stones and becoming dragons. I fucking love the swallowing the stones. Oh. Down the hatch. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Uh, I don't know. Any other story thoughts, Brendan? 
Not really. No. The it's, most of it's pretty vague. What's going on right now is really vague. Yes. Like the upheaval is not really explored. I don't feel <laughs> in a satisfying way. It just kind of happens, and everyone says, "Ah, oh, things have been crazy since the yeah. upheaval." Well, well what things more do you have to say? Came down from the sky, which I have questions about, and I think they may be explained, but I didn't catch it. If they do, where it's like, "Oh, well, all these ruins are up in the sky." They don't ever say that they rose up from the ground. They say they came down. Yes. So were they like in space before now? Yeah. Were they always there? And it's just there's so many clouds that you. Yeah. Never knew. <laughs> uh, that I don't think that's explained well, but it's fine. I don't think so either. They just needed a way to add more. Uh, mm-hmm. They they needed a way to not just put the same exact map out in a second game and be yeah. like, hey, this is all it is. Yeah. Um, and I, to their credit, the underground is massive. Uh, it's empty, but it's huge. Yes. <laughs> um, and the sky stuff is kind of fun for the most part. You can find good things in the sky. Mm-hmm. It's just a little sparse. That's, I think, the problem. And it's, it until you figure out like that, air bike that everyone uses now right getting around in the sky is a fucking pain in the ass it sucks um once you figure out that air bike though the whole game breaks wide open and there's no challenge to any exploration anymore (laughs) there's the sky is no limit yeah uh but there are some fun things to do like there's those big like death star things that are always like a different puzzle for each one Mm -hmm. Uh, there's the diving challenges which i really liked i wish there were a lot more of those yeah, I um, hard agree. There were three, and I think that's f- far too few. Um, but this guy stuff is fine. I don't know. There's another 30-ish shrines up there. Yeah. All 120 shrines from the first game are still on the ground. Uh, they're not the same areas, though. They've moved no. around. Yes. Um, And, like, the sky stuff... Uh, when you first kind of start exploring it, you're like, oh, there's cool, unique things up here, like these big like flex construct monsters mm-hmm. and uh, like these shrines where you have to carry these green stones <laughs> to them. And oh then not only is that not like, exclusive to the sky they do that everywhere but Mm -hmm. also like some of that stuff just sucks and is not fun although i i will give it to them those shrines uh are the best shrines because you just walk in and you get your reward i love that because the actual yeah it's great the actual puzzle is just opening the shrine and then once you're in there you get your reward one time in the entire game they fuck with that um and it caught me completely off guard because up to that point i had found so many of those shrines where you just walk in and go get your stuff right one single time you walk in and you're going to the like the the actual reward thing and the bridge in front of you swings way out like it it goes away from you and then it like shoots up into the sky and the bridge itself is like vertical and you have to light these like lamps on it to get it to like come back so you can walk across it okay and i was like that's cool i wish they had done a little bit more of that um, but at the same time, then that would take away from the beauty that is just walking in and getting your stuff. And it's nice to have that one moment if they keep mm-hmm. 
doing stuff like that, you come to expect it. So yeah. you want to expect the unexpected. Yeah. Um, but the shrines, I think, were fine. They didn't do anything like Breath of the Wild had two shrines that I think were really memorable uh, on the twin spires, the twin mountains, whatever the fuck they're called. I want to call them the Twin Peaks, but that's not what it's called. Um, it's actually called Twin Peaks The Return. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, there's two shrines on that in Breath of the Wild, and you go in, and each one has like a bunch of pits in the floor with with balls in the pits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the order the balls are in, in the one you walk into is the solution for the other one. I remember this. And it's the same. Shrines. It's like back and forth. Um, this one doesn't do anything like that. There's no shrine where you need any sort of outside anything. Which is kind of a shame. That's a clever idea. Yeah. I I, I was kind of looking forward to them exploring that. Uh, and they absolutely did not. Um, no. And I think some of the shrines were kind of a little boring. There's one shrine I remember mentioning to you um when I was playing it, I said there was a shrine that made me physically ill mm-hmm. playing it. I don't know if you got to it. I'm not sure. There's a it's got a big like box in the middle of it and you're turning the whole box. Yes, I know. And, this shrine. And you're like standing inside of it. That made me sick <laughs> standing inside that box while it's spinning around and shit. It, it's too much to like keep track of when it's yeah. spinning. It, this gigantic thing is spinning around and, and it's you're, it's. The way it's like designed artistically, there's a lot of detail that's all like moving in weird ways and it's got like shimmery reflective surfaces. Yeah. I don't know. Games don't usually make me motion sick, but but that shrine I I actually had to like finish it as soon as possible just to get out. Yeah, that was not one of my favorite shrines, just because the the sheer scale of what you're looking at, like constantly spinning around like that. Is just yeah. too. It's too much to be able to like hunker down and figure out what the solution is. You're like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm overwhelmed right now. I'm just gonna brute force this until I get the hell out of the box. Yeah, in whatever orientation they want this thing to be in, that I can just be on my way. Mm-hmm. Like, please let me spin it in the right way <laughs> as as soon as possible. Yeah, um, I hated that, but for the most part, I think they were fine. I like uh, Ultra Hand. Yeah, let's talk about the abilities. Yeah, let's start with the shitty ones. We've already talked about Fuse. Uh, Fuse Fuse just lets you strap things together, basically. Did you ever do anything with shields with Fuse? A little bit. Uh, There was a shrine that makes you strap rockets to shields, um, which was kind of fun. I don't recall this. I don't recall that at all. Yeah, you have to put a rocket on it, and then you get launched up into the air. I like that a lot. Yeah, I would also use the shield for, I put a mirror on it for the spirit temple yes. or the, the desert temple. I don't know what it's called. I want to, it's probably the spirit temple. Um, but I put a shield, I put a mirror on that so that I didn't have to carry a mirror around. Uh, you can also put um, spring boxes on your shield. And then if you jump onto your shield, like you're going to surf, it launches you. Okay, uh, that's you can, a good idea. You can do the same thing with explosive barrels. Um, you can also just like hold it, put a barrel on your shield and walk up to an enemy. And if they punch it, they explode. That's very funny, which is fun. Yeah. (laughs) But otherwise, no, I didn't mess with the shields too much. And of course, the thing that people figured out very quickly, you can put a mine cart on it and then use it to grind on rails. Yeah. You actually don't need the mine cart to grind on the rails. 
That's just oh, a mechanic. You can, just, you can just do it. Yeah, that's a mechanic they never tell you that you can do, but you can just do that from the uh, get from the start. I didn't know that either. I thought you needed a minecart. No, the minecart will let you roll around on like rougher terrain without fucking up your shield as quickly. Okay. Same as those like roller um zonai things. They're just like a little cart with four wheels on them. Yes. You can basically make a skateboard. Uh, maybe the most important thing that you put on your uh, shield was the construction guy. Yeah, the president. Yep. I <laughs> I put him on a shield as soon as I got to that town, and I carried that shield around for the rest of the game. Little cardboard cutout of this guy with just very terrible hair. Yep. Yep. I don't remember what his Something son. Hudson? Hudson. Yeah. Because everyone is son in that all son. village. Yeah. A good continuation of one of the things you can just completely miss in Breath yep. of the Wild. Every sun. Yes, it's uh, very <clears throat> silly. I think that side quest with him in this game is very heartwarming. It's nice. Where yeah. his his daughter is a Gerudo. So he has to go back to the town and mm-hmm. you have to help him give her a good send off. It's cute. And you paint the balloon and yeah. she loves it. I was kind of hoping that you could follow the balloon. Mm-hmm. Like all the way, but you can't. After the cutscene, it just disappears. There's not a lot of long form, like side quests. I feel like that that kind of play on the concept of time. Yeah, not really in this game. There are a few, like the guy that you have to challenge to like extreme hot and extreme cold things at the top of the mountain. Did you find that guy? I don't think I did find that guy. No. Yeah, there's a guy at the top of a mountain, kind of near the desert, and he's like, "Hey." Uh, I can endure the cold of the night uh, and I'll challenge you to it, but you can't wear any clothes. So the thing is you have to eat something that will keep you warm for Mm -hmm. like 15 minutes. And then you just sit there for 15 minutes and don't touch the controller. (laughs) Wow. That's fun. (laughs) Which is kind of fun. I, I kind of, I don't know. I enjoyed putting the controller down and waiting for that and like doing something on my phone. I just thought it was kind of a silly idea. <laughs> that is a silly idea. I don't know that I would be engaged with that though. You got to but you got to do it. I the way time. I played this game is I I could not stop moving. Like if anything made me wait for any amount of time, I wasn't interested. Yeah. Um so I would I don't think I would have stuck around for that. I play this game in like a very like kind of back burner kind of way where like I'm if I'm engaged in something I'm engaged in it but most of the time I'm just running around fucking around with stuff doing quests and listening to podcasts mm-hmm. while I'm doing it. Yep. So it's very much like a multitask kind of game for me. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. I did a lot of that. Um but I always was like checking things off my list. Sure. But uh yeah. So anyway, that's the fusibility. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were supposed to be talking about the fusibility. Uh, you can also put stuff on your arrows. If you put key size on your arrows, they become homing arrows. Um, same with I the Aracuda eyes, except those are stronger. I didn't uh, know this until way too late. Yeah. You can put uh, dazzle flowers, dazzle bulbs or whatever. Those will blind all the enemies in an area. Uh, you can also just throw those. A lot of the stuff you don't have to actually fuse. Um, bombs, you get bomb flowers in this game. That's how you get your bomb arrows. Bomb arrows can be used to activate any switch in any dungeon or any shrine. Uh, if there's a switch that's like, you need to get a ball to roll off a thing and hit this 
button. You can just shoot a bomb arrow at it, and that'll do it. Surprise. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I also use those for mining in the underground, because it's so much faster than swinging around my sword. Uh, until I got the, the Goron, and then I just used him. He's a built-in bomb. Mm-hmm. He's great. Um, <laughs> specifically for that. Yes. And then you can also fuse, like, things to your weapons. Uh, every enemy, just like in the first game, drops stuff. But in the first game, you couldn't do anything with it except right. sell it. Um, this game, you can fuse, like, a moblin horn to your sword, and it, it'll do more damage. Um, and those break separately from your sword. It's like if you put a weak item onto your sword, the item will break before the sword, and then you can fuse something else to it if you wanted to. It's very confusing. Yeah, there's a there's a lot to it, and there's a lot of layers even beyond that. Like if you get a a Stalfos horn or a Stalfos arm, mm-hmm. and you attach like another bone to it, that gets a bonus. And then there's a set of armor that gives you bonus to bone weapon damage. Uh, so it, it gets really in depth, and you can get swords that have like powers upwards of like 500. Good uh, lord! Where typically the most you'll ever see is like I. I think the most I ever saw naturally was like around 60, 70. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can get hundreds if you've got the right combination of things going on. And that's kind of where it falls apart a little bit for me mm-hmm. is that I would fuse, I would have some shitty sword and some pretty strong, like a silver uh, moblin horn or mm-hmm. something. And it would push it up to like a 50... Yeah. And I would I would say good enough and then just make 10 of those to yeah. go into any like big encounter that I had to do. Yeah. Um, and like in the middle of an encounter, if you run out of weapons and you got to pick up a new weapon, I found myself opening the inventory, dropping like a yep. moblin horn so that I could fuse it mid battle. Yep. There's a lot of like maintenance. But uh, on that same like kind of coin, I thought um it really helped with that fear from Breath of the Wild where, like, I can't use my weapons. I have to use the shittiest one first all the time. Uh, it kind of helped alleviate that for me because I'm like, I can just make another good weapon anywhere, anytime. I'm not the, super The power about is it. in my hands. Yeah, yeah. But it took me a long time to even start using Fuse. Like, the, the Construct bosses you mentioned drop cores. Right. Uh, and I, when I first saw one, I had no idea what it was, and I ended up just leaving it there. Oh, no. I was like, this seems like a battery for a puzzle, and I don't know where the puzzle is, so I'm just going to leave it, and I'll come back and get it. Uh, it turns out those are just really good fusion materials. That's so upsetting that you did uh, that. Yeah. Well, luckily, it was the tutorial construct. Oh, sure. Sure, sure, sure. So it was like a super easy one anyway. Um, <laughs> fucking constructs. I fought those wrong for so fucking long. Um but yeah, I don't know. The the fusion stuff, it, it wasn't well enough explained to where I understood it and was ready to use it until probably like 30 hours into the game. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I've been wasting so much time and I've been fucking up so bad. The combat is not as bad as I thought it was because I didn't know. And I I don't feel like I ever got to the point where I knew uh, until... Like, after I beat the game and started talking to you about things that you yeah. can do with that, I'm like, well, fuck. Like, it's it's too late for me. I've already done yeah. all the stuff. And that's that's what sucks, I think, the most is I'm like, no, well, now I want to try that, but I, I don't, I don't want to play it anymore, really. 
I'm yeah. kind of done with it. Like, it was fun. I had a good time. But just like Breath of the Wild, I don't think I'm going to go back to it. No, you've done everything. I've done everything. Did. Yeah, I've seen um, it. Um, yeah, I mean, I've still got a lot of end game stuff to do, so I am fucking around more with fuse. But again, I'm just like, I, if it's, if it's a high enough number, it's good enough for me. I'll use it until yeah. it breaks and then build another one. Yep. Um, so that's fuse. That's fuse. What's next? What do you want next? What's the, the up one, the zoop one? Ascend? Ascend. That one I also didn't utilize properly for a very long time. Um, uh, how how so? Well, like I just mentioned, I couldn't... I was fighting the construct bosses wrong the whole time. They turn into a platform at one point and then like throw boxes at you. And I'm sitting here like an asshole jumping on the box and then using the rewind power so that the box will lift me up onto him. You can I just fucked fucking, that up enough times that yeah. I, I realized there has to be a better way. You just ascend right on top of him. No big deal. Yeah, um, that's... Easy I, yeah. as it gets. That, I didn't use it for exploration until I was very far into the game. Um, and then by the time I did realize, I was like, this actually fucking breaks a lot of the exploration Everything. in a pretty major way. Um, but it, it was really good. I wish it didn't have to do the loading screen pretty much every time you used it. So what is the <clears throat> what is the logic behind that? Like if it's something that they haven't planned for you to do, like there isn't a predetermined... Like or it's just like the thing it's I think it's more just like if it has to stream the data like the if you are in a cave and you zoop up to the top of a mountain, it doesn't have that loaded like it has the cave loaded. And if you were to move towards the exit of the cave, it would start loading the outside. But since you're just going from like underground to the top of a mountain, it needs time to render that. So you have to watch some there's like even some instances where you're like at the bottom of like a stone archway and then you mm-hmm. ascend to the top of it and it still shows that you still have to watch that even though it's it's maybe 10 feet away from where you just were i think in those instances either the camera is clipping and they don't want you to see that or it's so thin that you would see link on both sides of it and they don't want you to see that uh, either oh yeah that could be it too um because <laughs> every time you come out the top the camera has shifted to a like a top down kind of angle sure and link pops out uh, so I think it's probably partially that, but there are some instances where it doesn't load for like really thin platforms and then other ones where it's the same platform, like just in a different place and it has to do the loading screen. The logic, I don't, yeah, I, we're never going to have it's, a full yeah. grasp on it. Um, but there was like a chest in a dungeon that I spent like 20 minutes trying to figure out how to get to. It was like in a cage and it turned out all you had to do was walk under it and then yep. zoop up into it. Yeah. Once you realize the full potential like the yeah. full power of what you've got in your hands, the yeah. entire game changes. Yeah, I feel like they put so much emphasis on the um, ultra hand that the other ones don't get enough like tutorialization. And as much as I don't want them to sit there and hold my hand and tell me everything I can do, uh, I feel like they don't give you enough. Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, the ascend ability. Uh, I am having a hard time with because now I want it in every game. <laughs> yeah. Like playing through Jedi Survivor and being like, man, I really got to get back to like this specific part of the map. I wish that I could just float my way through the ceiling to get back to <laughs> I that could point. Just zoop just right through. 
every game should have that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, once I got started using it, I thought it was very fun. Um, but at first I didn't touch it because I didn't understand it. And it's just another like sort of expansion on what these games, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom do that mm-hmm. make like traversing areas and like getting from point A to point B, like really, really easy. Um, yeah. Cause you can do this at pretty much any time if you're within range of, you know, a ceiling, Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you are standing on any cliff and want to be at another point uh, further away from you, you always have the paraglider, which yep. can get you there. Um, and then also in 100% of situations, you can just fast travel your way into or out of like any scenario. Yeah, yeah. Um, they even teach you when you get the auto build uh, ability mm-hmm. they teach you a recipe to make a platform above your head so that you can zoop up to it they yeah they make you like a big ladder yeah uh and they're like yeah build this and you can zoop up to it anytime you want anywhere <laughs> like they want you to do this and i think that's fun but at the same time i feel like i'm cheating in a lot of it and i, f- I like i have this bad feeling like i'm cheapening the experience yeah but that's not really what it is it, that is the experience that's what that they is- want you to do this is what they they crafted for you. Yeah, but it, it, it always feels like I'm cheating and I don't feel good about it most of the time. I understand that, um, but I way overused this ability in yeah. like a lot of places. I did by I, the end. I was using it constantly. Um, yeah. And unlike, slamming your head against a wall. Yeah. Well, the first time... Like the when I realized how good it was, I thought back to uh, at the very beginning of the game, you wake up in that temple and there's like rotating platforms and eventually you get the ability to rewind things. And so those platforms start rotating in a way and you can see like, oh, if I climb them, I can get up to this thing up here. I spent so long trying to jump from the ground onto that platform because I'm trying to climb. There's like a stone pillar and there's like a platform above it that you can jump from. But I forgot about the zoop thing. So I'm trying to climb the pillar, but I can't get up onto the platform and I'm like getting really frustrated trying to jump onto this thing. And eventually I did do that. Like the exact like the way I was trying to, I eventually just made it. And I was like, that sucks. That really sucked. Why would they design that? And it wasn't until hours later that I was like, I was just being so stupid and I did it completely the wrong way. And you that is have... my own fault, I guess. <laughs> that is on you. Yeah. But, uh, you know, live and learn. Uh, and that brings us to the next power, which is the rewind ability. I would say the thing I used the least uh, in the entire game. And I would say probably the thing that people are going to universally use the least in this entire game, because it doesn't have a lot. It doesn't have a lot of practical use yeah. in th- like moment to moment gameplay, but it does. Yeah. It's like the most handy thing when you need it Mm -hmm. uh usually when you fucked up something you were doing with (laughs) other powers you drop something off the edge of a sky island and you pause time real quick and you go fuck 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 (laughs) i hope that's still in range and it Um, always is it always is yeah that's very good i think i think the primary use for it is something i didn't realize until i had stopped playing and i thought like oh shit um when you're walking around, sometimes giant blocks will fall from the the sky islands. 
Yeah. You can stand on those and rewind them and they'll go back up to the island they fell from. And I didn't ever do that because I never thought to. I was just like, I don't know why these blocks are falling. Once in a while, I would pick one up and drop it on an enemy. Uh, and like, I was like, this must be what these blocks are for. <laughs> uh, but no, They're I think, weapon, you're, su- just like I think you're supposed else. to ride them up to the islands. I had heard that on a podcast, like right when this game came out. And I went, oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah, I didn't consider it. Um, so I never did it. I even then like didn't do it that much. Mm hmm. Because by that point, you've like unlocked enough fast travel yeah. locations in the sky that it's like not essential mm-hmm. that you have another method of getting to the sky. Like there's there's so many options for you. Yeah, it was never necessary, um, but it was cool once I figured out like, oh, that was the intention. That's a, a pretty neat idea. Um, Yeah, there are cool things that I've seen people do with the recall ability like dropping something at like a certain angle off of a cliff and like using that as a way to like get yourself from one point to another that you shouldn't have been able to. Oh, like freezing it and using it as like a platform. Yeah. Um, That is pretty clever. There are smart ways to use it, but like I, I feel like I only ever used it. Yeah. As like a way to correct things Mm -hmm. that I had done wrong or like the most clever thing that I ever did with it was when you're fighting against like a enemy that throws something at you and you can rewind it back in time to throw it back at the enemy Mm -hmm. like the stone taluses exactly um so it it probably will be the ability that people use the least of the new ones in this game but like it has it has some uses yeah i just think it was underutilized um but at the same time, I don't think I would have wanted them to use it more because it's slow to use. Yes. Uh, and kind of a pain in the ass. Like you have to use it in the Temple of Time early on in the game. And that's right. like luckily one of the only times they make you use it. Uh, and yeah. I hated doing that because it's so slow. You pause time, you select the thing you want to rewind, and then you still have to wait like two seconds before it starts rewinding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. It's just a pain in the ass. It is. It's not the best of the abilities. Um, But I guess kind of the star of the show then, Brendan, would Mm -hmm. be the Ultra Hand ability. Oh, yeah. They they designed the game for this ability, I think. Yes. Everything, every puzzle, every dungeon, every shrine uses this ability. Uh, And for good reason. It's a well-done ability. The physics are fun to play with. Um. It's much better than I thought it was going to be. I remember we talked about it on the show. I was like, this is a nuts and bolts thing. I don't fucking want building in my Zelda game. Uh, But I think I came around on it around the time you find the guy holding up the signs. Um, (laughs) You have to you have to like help him stabilize the signs by building like a little contraption to put underneath it. Those were my favorite bit of side content, I think, in the entire game. It is a really good showcase for how to use the ultra hand ability. Yes. Uh, and what I think is even funnier about that is we were talking in our group chat with our friend Lexi and she for like 40 hours didn't know that you could help him hold up the sign. She just said when it, the sign the sign falls down, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. She just really liked making him drop it, <laughs> which to be fair, it is funny. It is funny. Yeah. And I, I just thought that was so fun that like she was having such a good time just doing that, that she didn't even consider that it was a puzzle to be solved. 
there's in a me, reason that you yeah. see this guy so many times throughout the world sitting <laughs> next to a giant pile of lumber. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my 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 gamer brain is like, I need to f- solve this puzzle right now. But she's able to just walk up and <laughs> laugh at his misfortune. And I think that's really good. There's a pretty good article on Polygon about this sign guy uh, basically saying that he represents uh, real life where the entire world is going to shit around him, but he's <laughs> still going to work and like struggling and toiling every single day, uh, literally holding up the image of his boss who does not give a shit about him, but he's <laughs> so happy to do it. <laughs> This guy's a good article worth a read. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, But yeah, a good showcase of ultra hand, um, which, yeah, I just. Eventually, I started not worrying about like making like the the best, coolest thing Mm -hmm. and and kind of settled into like I'm going to make things. Again, utilitarian, like whatever is going to get this specific job done for me. I don't care like what it looks like. I don't care if I never use this kind of design again as I go forward in the game. Mm -hmm. Like just slap things together and let's get the job done and get out of here. Yeah, that's how I handled a lot of it. It's just like, I see what you want me to do. I'm going to do it. Uh, You gave me wheels and a platform and a stick. I will put them together and I will drive it around. And drive it around, you did. I did. I sure did. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I thought it was fun. I, they give you a lot of toys to play with using yep. that ability. Some of them I didn't use. Um, but like later on when I was looking at things online, there's some crazy shit you can do. Oh, yeah. Like the portable cooking pots can be used as suspension springs. Um, I always knew there was some extra use for those portable cooking pots. Yeah. But I could never figure out like what... What can I do with these that's going to bust this baby wide? Apparently, they're very springy, so you can use them as, like, suspension, Mm. which is kind of cool. And there's, like, one that, like, makes sure everything's always upright. Uh, You can use that to make some motorcycles. Um, (laughs) But the the funny thing about that, though, is if you you attach the wheels directly to that, it always wants to point directly down, so you can't drive uphill. Uh. Um, So people got around that. By attaching the wheels to a board, putting the stick on the board, and then putting like a, f- a fly wheel off to the side, like an arm that sticks out with a wooden wheel on it, and they attached the the weeble wobble to the wheel, so that oh. the wheel could turn while you're going uphill, and it would still always be pointing down. Uh, that's really clever. I was like, that's fucking clever as shit, but also too much work. Yeah, I'm never gonna do that. I'm not gonna do it. No. Uh, but there's some. There's a lot of cool stuff. I. Of, like, the toys you get, I think the gliders were my favorite. Um, The little bird ones. I like the gliders, except for the fact that they expire. They do expire, yeah. And that sucks. And it always happens more quickly than you need it to. Do the ones that you drop expire? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they all do. Okay. I I think a lot of the stuff that does expire only expires if you get too far away from its origin. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of stuff that you can like pull out of your pockets can be permanent. Sure. Um, like the, the air bike, I rode the same air bike around the entirety of the underground, uh, while Mm -hmm. I was collecting all the light routes. (laughs) 
I still haven't made myself an air bike, but I know it's so simple. It's very simple. It's very good. Uh, it made I was I was almost giving up on the underground because it's just such a hassle. I'm I'm running out of my my light seeds all the time. I'm bumping into walls. I'm not making it up cliffs. I'm having a bad time. Uh, and then once I figured that, once I got that, I threw a light bulb on the front of it, so my light moved with me and I could always see where I was going and I had a much better time. Um, I don't know what I would consider my favorite, uh, like Zonai device, probably the glider. The fan is just so versatile. You can attach the, the really fan good. to like everything and it will yeah. do what you need it to. I use you the fan all the time. You can attach a fan to the back of the mech that you get, and it will run faster. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait to talk about the mech. We'll talk about the mech. <laughs> um, yeah, Ultra Hand, it's, it's, you can do so much with it mm-hmm. if you want to put in the time, but like, I don't play games that way, and I just want to do what is required of me. Yep. So the upgrade you can get for the ultra hand, I think alleviates a lot of that where you can save builds and it will auto build them. 100%. Um, it will also auto build them out of Zonai chunks. If you don't have the materials around, so you can build it anywhere, anytime, as long as you have that resource. And I'm so precious of those resources as I'm trying to build up my battery. So I don't run into some of these issues anymore mm-hmm. that like, I almost never would go that route. Yeah, um, I didn't until later, and then I started to, because I started to realize that I had a lot of cores yeah. that I could just eat to refill my battery. Yep, uh, that's So I true. stopped worrying about it as much. Uh, and I also got all the Zonai armor, which makes your batteries drain slower. Um, but I think the Ultra Hand is is the, the meat of the game. They really want you to use that. Uh, and I think, I thought it was a lot more interesting than I expected it to be. It wasn't a huge pain in the ass once you like let yourself yes. just yeah. just be comfortable with that whatever level you're at with like building mm-hmm. things like once i kind of allowed myself to just yeah let go of any kind of fantasies i had about like well i'm going to make something that's really really smart and clever and like get me through this entire game once i kind of stopped having that and just went i'm going to slap wheels on this log and put a steering stick on top of it and we're going to go and off we go. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it can be as complex or as simple as you want it to be. Uh, there was one mechanic that's related to that, that they don't teach you. I don't think, but once I figured that out, it made building a lot easier. Uh, I think if you press the right bumper while you're holding something, it levels it. So, like, if you're fighting to twist something in the right direction, if you just hold R, it'll just level it out. Okay. This that, is really good to know. That makes it a lot easier to build. Again, something that is not explained no, in the game. No, they don't, they don't is, teach you they didn't, they didn't tell you it clearly enough or for long enough. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that's the biggest problem with the game is they just don't tell you enough. But they want you to explore. They want you to figure it out. I get it. That's the um, point. That's the whole point. I get it. I just wish they told me a little more. And maybe, like you said, maybe it does tell you somewhere. But I'm not reading the journals. I don't give a shit about the journals. No. Uh, so uh, if that's where they put it, I will never find it. That's for the nerds to figure <laughs> yeah. out. I'll watch a YouTube video in a couple of years of somebody reading every single journal in the game. 
things you might have missed in <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom. And hey, you speaking know what? of things, I did you, miss them. speaking of things you might have missed, did you go into the well at your house in Hateno Village? I did not. Ooh. Um, in you, so you buy a house in Breath of the Wild in Hateno Village, uh, yes. and if you go back there, someone else has moved in. But there's a well out front, and if you jump in, you can find Zelda has like set up a little study in there, and there's like a note from her. And if you crawl through a hole, you find a chest which has a hairband, which is uh, just a helmet piece. It offers no armor, but it ties his hair back like he had it in Breath of the Wild. That's very funny. Yep. You can also put the hood up on your cloak in Hateno Village if you talk to the mushroom lady. Okay. Yeah. Um... Let's talk about uh, any other favorite, like, quests, side quests. Uh, I really liked retaking that village, the like the, the village down by the beach. And then rebuilding it. Yeah, I really like doing that. Um, you get access to everything it had in Breath of the Wild, except now it's all free. So, mm. like, you can play the, the money-making chest game every day for free. You can get a meal at the restaurant and the meal is always guaranteed to be something you don't already have the recipe for. Yeah. Uh, and you might not have noticed cause I didn't know until way later that every time you get something that's pre-made, you also get the recipe for it. Uh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. So by getting the meals from her, you, you can unlock all the recipes that way. Oh, that's very helpful. Yeah. There's also, there was an exploit. I don't know if it's still a thing, but you can get like enchanted regular meat, uh, like there's a side quest where somebody will give you just like a cooked steak, but it'll have like a buff on it. Um, and if you're holding that and you cook more steak, it all still stacks into that one and all of it get every piece you make gets that buff hack. Yeah, <laughs> they might have patched that out by now. I'm not sure what a hack. Mm -hmm. uh, I did a lot of exploiting towards the end of the game. Well, I didn't do any because I'm not a criminal and I played it the way that <laughs> Miyamoto wanted me to. Well, that's your fault. I had a, a spreadsheet of all the materials I needed Boy, to upgrade all of the armor in the game. Your and point. so I stood in that tunnel and I fired arrows into the loading zone <laughs> for a long time. You're the reason these patches keep happening. They still haven't patched that one as far as I know. I didn't even want to hear it, and I'm 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 putting it out of my mind because I won't taint well, my you know. experience with these cheats. <laughs> uh, yeah, that side quest was fun. I think that might have been my favorite one. That's a good one. I do like the uh, journalist ones you do with mm -hmm. the newspaper, um, where you can get different quests at like all the stables uh, with Pen the Pelican journalists yep. that was probably the reason that i like those so much because i think he's a very silly character because he says sore long and every time you finish it he says sore long which is such a good pun <laughs> and he goes Bruh, and then flies away <laughs> i did like him i was sad that he seemed to replace uh the bird from breath of the wild yeah kind of i don't think that guy shows up in this game which was sad there's a lot of characters from Breath of the Wild that yeah. I would have expected them to reappear in this game. but Or like the way that some did reappear is weird. Like the spirit of the mountain now just like shows you where all the caves are. 
yeah, very strange. Um, which I don't know. You just offer an apple to a, a sack or a tree and he shows up and shows you where all the caves are. And then you could take the apple back. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you. But I actually do need this. Apple. Oh, I need, I need that. It's my it's a golden apple. I've only got four of them. <laughs> you under you understand. <laughs> uh, what about the monstrous collection quest? Uh, which oh, where you take the pictures of the monsters? Yes. I thought that was kind of fun. Uh, I didn't like that they couldn't float or like you can't stand them because like I got a picture of the King Gleox. Yeah. Uh, and the picture, the, the, what is cool is that the picture you get is the pose they're in when he makes them. So if you get them like sleeping, you'll get a, a statue of them sleeping. Right. The Gleehawk was flying, uh, kind of vertical. So his tail was down. Uh, and he was like charging up an attack. So that's the statue I got. And I had to like lean it on the mountain in the diorama to get it to stand up. Brendan, I had this exact same problem. Yeah, I was really bummed about it. I was like, give me like a stand. Like, let me just glue this to the ground. I got it in mid flight and it just would not balance no matter where I put it. So I found a way to just barely balance it on the top of like the little cave that's in yep. the diorama, but it just looks like shit now it does yeah that. i was so excited about the diorama until they started making you get big things and now it's just full of like three giant monsters there's no room for this no can't make it look cool i also started like giving him pictures of other monsters that he wasn't even asking for yep and then realized oh it's much too full here like i can't fit all of these on this tiny yeah. little space no what happens if you try to put them out like outside of it do they just disappear i never tried there is like a little stump like a couple little like tree stumps on the sides that you mm. can put some things on which i did um but i never tried to put something just straight up like on the ground yeah i i didn't mess with it beyond what he asked for i did start taking the pictures of monsters to the sailcloth guy yeah. To get those. Um, did you build your house? I started to never really got that far with it. No, that's part of the reason I started exploiting was so I would have enough money to build the house. <laughs> it's just it's so expensive and I need the money to pay for arrows. And it's I'm so expensive for it. something that's not that useful. Uh, hardly useful at all. Like the only thing that it did for me was it gave me a place to put the swords I didn't want to use. Like I got the fierce deity sword. And I was like, I'm never going to use this. Um, I found out later you can buy it again from the vendors in the underground if you do, like, break it. Okay. Um, but it costs pose, and I don't want to go grind pose, so I'm just not going to use it. I'm just, just going to put it in my house, and it's going to stay there for the rest of time. And again, there are very few weapons where that is the case because you make most of your weapons in this yeah. game. So most of them, you don't have that kind of level of attachment towards. Yeah, for me, it was only the unique weapons. Like the, uh, you get the boomerang from Wind Waker. Yeah, you get Zelda's sword from Twilight Princess. Mm. Um, you get the big Goron sword. I think you can get the Fierce Deity sword, but anything like that, I just put away, and I'm yep. just like, I'm not going to use it. Um, <laughs> I did use the Fierce Deity outfit constantly. Pretty much any time I had to fight a boss. I never unlocked it. Oh, no. It's kind of a fun side quest. Um, it's you start it in the cave by the guys who are naked. Okay. Um, yeah. 
I do know, know what, what you're talking about. You have to tame a dog, which was more difficult than I thought it was going to be. I feel like I started that. And There's like are, a cave full of chests and yeah. all of them have like green rupees in them. I think I started that and then never followed through. But knowing yeah. that that is ultimately the reward, I think I'll probably go back and get I think it's it. worth doing it. I did everything that got you armor. The only set I didn't complete was the Twilight Princess set because you need to kill uh, one of the blighted King Gleox. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just could not be bothered so I'm missing that armor. What about Minna's helmet? Did you get Minna's helmet? I did get that. Yep. I got Majora's mask. I got everything except the twilight. I want to say it's the shirt um, that I don't have. Do you want to talk about Midna's helmet some more? No, I'm mad about Midna's helmet. Why'd they call it Midna's helmet? That's so stupid. That's what it, that's what it is. I saw that. And I text. I think I texted you right when I saw it. Um, <laughs> And we started making jokes about like how they would just call everything something stupid, like Skull Kid's mask. <laughs> uh, Link's good sword. Link's sword, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, like, if you're going to do it, if you're going to put it in the game, call it what it is. It's a fused uh, shadow. No, there's no time for this. Minna's helmet. <laughs> stupid. And it has her hair. That's her hair. That's not part of the helmet. No. That is part of Midna's head. <laughs> that is kind of an unsettling part of it and raises <laughs> questions. What did we really know about Minna this whole time? <laughs> Quite a lot. It turns out, you know, maybe not as much as we thought. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they got a lot of that fan servicey stuff. All of the Amiibo uh, um, ar- armor, all the Amiibo armor from the first game is here and findable in the underground. Um, like you can dress up like uh, the the little plastic figurine link. I love that. Yeah, it's very funny. Yeah, uh, you can get what's his name? Rivali? No, not Rivali. The the hooded guy from Link Between Worlds, who is Link? Rovio. Rovio. You can get his his rabbit hat. Oh, I like that. Yeah, uh, you can get Wind Waker Link's pajamas. There's a lot of fun stuff you can do. Fan service, plenty of it. Yes, I do. But at the same time, it was all Amiibo stuff in the first one. And now you can just get it. Um, so that, I think that's, that's really good. Way better. Yeah. That, you can still get it all from the Amiibos, I think, though. Well, yeah, you can't just take that away from everybody. <laughs> uh, but it's it does all there. at least it does at least yeah, give you the option to find that stuff without having to yeah. buy things that take up room on a shelf or room in a cardboard box in In the attic. (laughs) It's where all mine are. And where they will forever live. Yeah. Um, Aside from quests, uh, any favorite or least favorite shrines? Uh, I would say my least favorite is the one we talked about with the box. Yeah. Um, Favorite shrines? I'm not really sure. None of them are really like sticking out to me right now. I like the one where you attach the bridge that is like falling apart. You mm-hmm. attach it to a moving car, like a little platform with wheels on either side, and make the car go like across a pit of lava and stretch oh, out yep, yep. and make like a taut bridge that you can cross. Yeah. Um, maybe my favorite one is one of the combat ones <clears throat> where there's a big cage in the middle. And if you get into it, there's a car with like all kinds of weapons that you can attach to the cage. 
or to yeah. the to the car and you can drive it out and just like mow everyone down. I thought that was really fun, except I didn't make my way into the cage until I had already beaten everything. I think we talked about that one. Yeah, we both kind of used like the stuff around yeah. on the outside of the cage to defeat all the enemies and then realized, oh, I could have had so much more fun. This with could this. have been so cool. Yeah, but you can't reset the shrines. I don't think, um, you know, I actually never went back into it. I don't think I, I ever tried. I don't think I ever tried. I didn't know. Maybe you can. <laughs> huh. oh, damn. Uh, I, most of them I won't. I wouldn't want to, though. Um, no. But that one I think would be fun. Uh, any of the ones that took away your weapons, I didn't like. Yeah. Except for that one. Um, there's one where you have to like sneak for a while, and it's impossible. Uh, I don't think I ever made it anywhere near the exit before I got caught. I don't know. I'm not sure. The shrines were fine. Um, the shrines are back. They're they're focused primarily on the. Ma- the master hand the uh ultra hand <laughs> um man they're fine i think the where they really shined with their design was the temples that they saw fit to include again let's bring them back baby it's uh, it's a I'm zelda glad. game there needs to be temples huh yeah they're due <laughs> um they're better than the divine beasts there are a lot of them i think there's like nine of them when all is said and done, uh, if you if you want to count some things in this game as being temples, I see a lot of them. I think the lead up kind of is its own thing. Like when you're trying to get to the one where you get the mech, you have sure. to go to that Thunderhead Island um, and you're like in a thunderstorm. Sure. I think that whole lead up to that temple is so much more interesting than the actual temple ended up being. Yeah. Uh, and I would probably count it as its own thing. Um, well, let's see. So you have one for every everybody, which means there's five. Yep. And then you have the castle, which you do right away. Sure. Um, and then you have the under the castle. Yes. Uh, and then I, I might count like the underground, like chasing the Yiga guy around as one big thing. I don't know if that might be a bit of a stretch. Yeah, I don't know if I could support that. Um, so yeah, I think maybe we're at six or seven, uh, but that's still you know not bad. It's not the thirteen that you would get in like a <laughs> regular Zelda game, but it's better than the four shit ones we got. Uh, they all have a mechanic that you have to use that isn't like rotate the dungeon. Right. Uh, you get to keep those mechanics when you beat them. Yeah, so that brings back like the finding the item in the dungeon that you then carry for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, your sage friends follow you around like an anime squad, uh, which I love and hate. Um, I love that they're following me around and helping me fight. I think that's very funny. I love that when you're running around, they're in like a flying V formation behind you. <laughs> you're squatting up. Yeah, you're rolling yeah. out. Um, I don't love that they're constantly in my way. Uh, when I'm trying to use the power of one of them, another one will rush in front of them, and then I'm using that one's power now, and I have to like wait it out or just waste it. Uh, so I ended up turning off all but uh, the bird and the Goron. Uh, the, I had those two with me all the time. Everyone else could fuck right off. Those are by far the most useful ones. Yeah. Um, the mech is the worst. <laughs> In my opinion, surprisingly, yes, Uh, it sucks to use the weapons break too quickly. And if you accidentally press a when you're trying to 
talk to somebody or do something else. It takes so long to climb up onto the mech and then getting off of it is more difficult than it has any right to be. Like it should be a single button and I jump off. But like every time I'm trying to get off, he's like hanging off the side and then I have to like push another button for him to finally get off. You have to push multiple buttons. Uh, it to sucks. Correct your mistake. To, yeah, because to, I pushed A too quickly when I was trying to get the Goron to break some rocks for me. Yeah, and the mech is not useful enough no. in in fights that it's like, okay, well, I can I can live with this happening to me occasionally, mm-hmm. but like hardly ever does anything. You have to keep reattaching items to its appendages to have it like be useful at all. At all. Uh it, it's very limited into how many items you can attach. You have a backspace uh and an arm space for each arm. Yes. And that's it. Um, the backspace, you can put rockets, and like you said earlier, a fan, so it runs faster. Um, you use it for the boss in the temple that you get it from, and that's the only time I ever actually used it for anything. The only times I would use it for anything past those boss fights were, like, if I was in the depths and not around materials or mm. didn't want to spend the materials to cross like a section of gloom on the ground. Yep. You can just ride the mech through the gloom and it won't hurt you at all. I just started running through the gloom at a certain point. I just, I don't care. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's so easy to heal that it just doesn't. Yeah. Um, the only time the gloom was ever a problem was the Lionel fights in the arena. Yes. Uh, but I also found out that gloom damage does not damage your heart. Like it breaks your hearts, but it doesn't, you don't lose health. So if you've only got one heart and you have 19 containers, so 18 containers are empty and you take three gloom damage, you just lose three empty containers. Yeah. You don't take damage. You just lose those containers that you're not using anyway. So Uh, at least that helps. (laughs) Yeah. So I ended up just loading up on food that got rid of gloom so that I could fight the Lionels and not worry about it. Um, yeah, the gloom is not nearly as big of a deal as they no. make it out to be. If anything, actually, it's it's beneficial because um, you get the weapon. All the weapons you find down there are the pristine weapons, and all of them do more damage if you only have one red heart. So if yeah. you just get yourself down to one red heart and all the rest of your containers are empty, you can take all kinds of gloom damage and not worry about it and put out tons of damage. Talk about living on the edge. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's the, the gloom stuff is fine. The underground, I thought, was underwhelming and overwhelming. There's a yeah. lot going on down there. But at the same time, there's nothing going but on down there. There's nothing actually <laughs> there. Um, so it's huge, but empty empty yeah um i did like finding the statues the bargainer statues those were Uh, kind of fun there's a quest you can do later where you find a giant one uh and i really want to know more about those it's like this fucking your so you find one that's like its head is sticking out of the ground uh you see a full body one (laughs) oh Uh, no uh, it's so big uh, it's how you get like one of the last heart containers or stamina vessels. It's like, it's its own thing. Um, but I really want to know about those. Like, again, it's like, there's a more interesting story here than the one I'm being told. And I need to, I need to know that one. Let's do that instead of this. I do agree. There is, there's like a better game 
nestled within the game that you're actually playing. Yeah, maybe not a better game, but a, a more interesting story. More interesting story, yeah, that I can only hope that maybe they will release some kind of worthwhile. Yeah. Well, uh, for DLC. Breath of the Wild, they did the uh, <laughs> the <laughs> Hyrule Warriors uh, game that told the story of Calamity Ganon. There's two of those games, dog. There's only one that's the, the Ganon one, though. There's oh, the Hyrule true, Warriors, true, true. and then there's the Calamity one. So you got to play the uh, Muso game mm-hmm. to really know the story yep. of... I'm pretty sure it's a prequel to Breath of the Wild, and it's the actual war that leads up to Breath of the Wild. Well, I'm absolutely not going to play that, but I might look up a YouTube explainer. Yeah, I thought about playing it when it first came out, but the further away we get from it, the less interested I am. Uh, Anything else we want to say on the temples? I mean, Uh, we didn't really talk about the temples themselves. I think they were well designed. I think getting to the temples in a lot of the instances was very fun. Let's blow through them. Yeah. uh, So the first one I did was the Zora one. Sure. Um, the water temple. The water temple. And I didn't realize you had to activate the temple. So I'm standing at like the first puzzle thing, trying to figure out what the fuck it wants me to do. Like, oh, there's a water wheel here. I'll I'll try throwing a weapon at it. I'll try locking myself in the room with it. If you do that, the door opens because they don't want you to get soft locked. Um, I'll try this and that and this and that. And then I left and I came back and I talked to the guy and he's like, we have to look at these things. We have to turn on the spigots. And I'm like, yeah, I've been trying to do that. And he's like, now let's go do it. I'm with you now. And I understand. I'm like, oh, fuck. I've been wasting. I wasted like an hour, I think, trying to do that temple before I had talked to him. Okay. Uh, and that sucked. I was mad about that. But once I figured that out, I was like, OK, pretty easy. You can do them. The temples are all pretty short, pretty quick. You get through them. Um. But I thought a lot of them were really clever. Uh, there was that one, and then I did the bird one, I think, because you told me I should. The Yeah, the wind temple. Yeah, that sounded like a big flying ship in the middle of a storm. That was really cool. Uh, the bosses in this game are actual bosses and not just Ganon five times. Yep. Um, the boss of that temple is like a giant... Uh, what Did they call it Twin Mold? Was it Twin Mold? I don't know what they called it, but I like to call it the 13th Colossus. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, essentially. Um, You're like flying around. You're in the air for that entire fight, pretty much. And I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, The temple in the desert is all about shining lights around. Um, Also, the character you're with during that one keeps saying, we can't get through here. And then you just wait for the fire to stop and walk through. I don't know what the (laughs) fuck you're talking about. Uh, (laughs) Calm down. It's going to be fine. Yeah, maybe just wait a second for the fire to turn off. Uh, I feel like that one is like the most classic zelda dungeon design and that you've got you have to like reflect light off of mirrors to open doors it's got kind of its own like puzzle solving gimmick. that was the most zelda dungeon uh of the the lot i would say i would agree with you um also i used uh the ascend ability and ended up in the boss arena way too early i did the same thing and kind of thought that's where i was Mm mm-hmm and I should have just saw it through. You can't do anything. Uh, it won't let you fight the boss. Does it just trap you in that room with you're nothing just, to do? Yeah, you're just trapped in there. You have to warp out. 
Okay, good. Then I'm glad that I descended from. That's another thing. Good thing about the ascendability is that it gives you the option to back out after you've done it. You yeah. don't have to go through the ceiling. You have a you few seconds up. to look around and you change can pop your mind up and see. Like, oh no, there's so many enemies where I just popped <laughs> up through. Maybe I should go back down for a little while. Yeah. If you wait too long, though, he'll just climb out on his own. Yeah, that's um, true. But that um, that that dungeon was really fun. It also had the worst boss in the entire game probably the hardest of the uh temple bosses yeah um but not yeah necessarily in a good way it was just kind of frustrating i i thought it was so difficult it ate through so many of my weapons um it was just a pain in the ass uh after that is the goron temple which i think had the best intro where you're flying around doing a space battle against the dragon the mini boss in that one is better than the actual final boss. Yeah, yeah. The The actual boss is Goma, which is the first boss of Ocarina of Time, but this one's a lava version. Right. Uh, and you have to like, it's like a you're in a circular room, like a, a ball-shaped room, and you have to send your Goron up around the walls. That's kind of fun. Uh, the temple itself kind of sucked. I hated the minecart puzzles, and this is the one where I ended up just like, let me see how high up I can get, and then I'll fly to where I need to go. This is exactly, uh, yeah, I I got so twisted around on more than one occasion, like trying mm-hmm. to navigate the minecart tracks that they yeah. set up, that eventually I just like parkoured my way along the walls yep. until I got to a spot where I could ascend into the room where I was supposed to be. Yeah, uh, and I think that's the fault of the dungeon design. I don't think it was a very fun dungeon. Um, no. But, you know, it was one of the last ones I did. I expected it to be the last one, although not really because he's got five fingers and every time you get a new sage, they go on one of your fingers. Sure. And I'm like, all right, well, so we're we're missing one. <laughs> that dungeon where you get the mech, though, is like late game. It's optional. I think they give you the option to go fight Ganon at that point, but it's like or you can chase down the Master Sword. Um that one is just like a series of escort missions where you're carrying like a box to the center and then you get I the think mech. that's kind of fun. I thought it was I don't know. I didn't really love it. Um, also, that was another one where I didn't activate the, the dungeon and I got to the end of one of those areas and was like, what am I doing? Like, what does it want from me? And I had to go all the way back to the center mm-hmm. to activate it. Um, I don't know. And then that boss fight is just like a boxing match against another mech. Which they then reuse for the final Yiga clan fight. Um, both of them suck. Yeah. They're like very, very video gamey ways to like finish off yeah. those two. There's nothing things. clever about them. The fun of Zelda bosses is that they're also a puzzle. Um, right. But these are not. This is just you punch the robot until it dies. Yep. Punch uh, it into an electric fence. Yeah. Exploring the castle the first time was very fun. Uh, getting to the top and fighting a bunch of like phantom Ganons, I thought was really cool. Yeah. Uh, going underneath the castle, I thought sucked. <laughs> like when you're it, when you're making your way to Ganon for the final time. It did suck, although the tense moment where you go so deep that the game stops and shows you a message that says that like the power of sages cannot reach you at yeah, this you, depth. Yeah. That is all the power. That's like a really cool tense moment of being like, Oh fuck. Like now uh, I'm, yeah. I'm in it. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Uh, I did this early 
I did this before I uh, did the dungeon with the mech and I made it all the way to the army fight. Um, and so I got the cutscene where all your, your buddies show up. So I go, oh, don't yeah. worry, Link, we're here, but I didn't get the mech. So the final pose that they do had a big glaring spot. That's uh, really funny. So I left. I just left in the middle of the fight uh, and I went back to the lookout point or lookout landing or whatever. And all of the dialogue had changed uh, because I had found Ganon. So now everyone was like, you found him. You know where he is. You can you can go finish that. And I thought that was really cool. That is cool. I was like, OK, so the world is keeping up with what I'm doing while sure. I'm doing it. Um, and even then, they weren't like, you should go fight him right now. They don't do that until you get the Master Sword. But at the time, it was like, oh, this is very cool. They know that I found him. Um, and then I didn't go back there for hours and hours. But uh, you and I had talked about we both put the uh, teleporter down there right outside the boss. The only way. Yeah. To finish that fight. Um, Just I kept inching my way closer and closer through like that final descent towards the Ganon fight. And and, yeah, I'd make it a little bit further, get to kind of a safe point drop the teleporter, go heal, and then come back. And I did that probably like 10 times until the very end. I didn't consider using the teleporter until I was at that platform right above the army fight. Yeah. Which I really should have because I did that actual run through like where you have to climb the wall beyond the Lionel while it's shooting arrows at you. Yeah. I did all that so many times just to get to that point. But the teleporters can break a lot of things in the game. Uh, yeah. Like the Lionel fight I mentioned in the depths, you can put a teleporter in there and leave and yep. go heal and do whatever and then come back and you'll still be on the same fight. It'll reset the health bar of the one you're on, but you don't have to start the whole arena over. Oh, that's that does help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like the last two Lionels, I I would leave right when they showed up, go heal, get more stuff and then go back in. Yeah, that uh, is game breaking you want to call it game breaking but like they gave us these tools yeah yep yeah, yeah. and i had to earn them it's not like you they just hand them to you you have to do quests for them right uh and they're worth getting um for sure but so that i think is the last temple there's also like the lead up trying to get into uh the lost woods is different this time and took me a lot longer than i'm proud of to figure out what it wanted from me <laughs> I had the same problem. I was there's a island just above the Lost Woods that yep. if you are up there, the whole thing is kind of clouded, but you can see like the spirally green figures of some mm-hmm. of the shrines that are in the forest. Yep. So I kept jumping out of the sky, like trying to crash land my way into those shrines being like, well, you must have to get at it from above because that's mm-hmm. what this whole game is about is like getting yep. at things from the sky. But um, no, <laughs> but it's actually <laughs> getting out from the <laughs> other thing that they give you yeah. in this game. Uh, that took a long time. But then once I was there, it was fine. Uh, you can get into the Decatree's mouth. Um, <laughs> if you do it after you've solved their problem you can find a little goron has set up or not a goron a little korok has set up a bedroom in his mouth Uh, i like that that's kind of fun yeah i'm gonna have to go check that out yeah yeah he has a side quest for you too um but 
I think that's all the dungeons. There are some things that I would consider pretty dungeon-y, but those are the actual ones. Um, It's nice that they yeah put these in this, the game. That was probably the biggest complaint about Breath of the Wild is like they got rid of the – I mean, not necessarily the biggest, but like one of the biggest – Zelda mm-hmm. om- omissions was getting rid of like traditional dungeons and yeah. they get a lot closer to it. Yeah. These still this aren't game. traditional dungeons, but they're much closer. Having an ability that's tied to the dungeon, I think is very nice. Yeah. I wish they were items. I really would like to have a hook shot in this game. Um, I, I was, while I was like dreaming about what I want in the game, I wanted that spinning top from twilight princess. <laughs> You just want that in every... I just want that top. I want them to do something with it. They didn't do anything with it. They didn't do anything with it in the game that it was in. (laughs) Because there's nothing to do with it. All it does is like plug into the tracks that are in some walls (laughs) in that dungeon. And you can use it to activate switches at some points. It's useless. Uh, I want that. I want I want to be in my big open world. I want to go to the top of a mountain. And instead of riding down on my surfboard or my shield, I want to get on my spinny top. And just pinball your way down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, nice. you know, it's fine. It, the, what they what we got was kind of fun. The stages are kind of cool. Uh, turning them off is <laughs> fucking great. It's nice that they at least give you that ability. Yeah. Um, the bird one and the Goron are the only ones worth having on all of the time. I would agree. I hardly ever use any of the other ones in case I trigger them by accident. Yep. Uh, you can get items to upgrade your spirit friends uh mm-hmm. i got enough to upgrade two of them and of course use them on those two naturally uh, <laughs> yeah you cannot get enough there aren't enough uh upgrades in the game to f- max out your health and your stamina you have to always be short on one which i hate like a lot uh, <laughs> yeah it's kind of a nitpicky i think I mean, they yeah that statue that lets you trade them would be useless if you could fill them both out. That is true. I mean, they just wouldn't have that then. Yeah, I f- but I feel like that statue is always what I end up going back to when I think of why can't I just max them both out? Like, Because somebody made that statue yeah, and they really want us to use the statue. Oh, they were ahead of you on that one, Brendan. Yeah. But you know what sucks, though? You couldn't max it out in Breath of the Wild either. But when you start this game and before they Metroid you, you have full hearts, full stamina. Which is impossible to get. Uh, I didn't even notice that it was full hearts, full stamina. No. I don't know. I, I I noticed that you had more hearts and more stamina. Yeah, they start you stronger than you could actually get. Than you can actually. Well, hey, you know, Link's been through a lot. <laughs> it's hard to recover from something like that. Yeah. But, you know, it's a cool game. <laughs> cool game. I feel like I'm mostly out of things to say about this other than uh, the Goron guy is perhaps the worst voice actor in the entire game. Yeah. None of it's good. No, I don't think the game should have voice acting. I'm (laughs) hearing fucking Matt Mercer shout at me during like the climactic scenes at the end. I was like, I cannot take you seriously, my guy. Takes you right out of it. Yeah, because he's not even really doing a voice. Like when I hear him play like leon or uh fucking mccree from overwatch i can i can let go of who it is when he's ganon though i was like that's just matt mercer he's just talking 
He's just got different hair, but not that different. <laughs> not that different. No. <laughs> uh, not to say that he was bad. I just it just it was a weird choice, and it kind of took me out of it a bit. Uh, I don't mind voice acting being in the game. I just they do such a shit job with it, and it's so weird when they choose when to put voice acting in and when not to. It's very mm-hmm. arbitrary. It seems. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know, the Goron is the worst, though. He's also, I think, the worst character, though. He's pretty bad. I didn't like him at all. Uh, and they the whole thing is that, like, a lot of the characters that you meet in this game, you met in the first one. Yes. And I had forgotten that I met him. Same. Uh, like, they were talking about him like I was supposed to know who he was. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And then he shows up wearing, like, a luchador mask for some reason. Everyone's... uh high on marbled rock roast everyone's high on meat rocks yeah <laughs> i actually like that i thought that was kind of fun did you do the side quest where you have to get a marbled or a, a rock roast for the the cantina that's like out on the volcano i started that but i couldn't figure out what i was supposed to do there's like a cave down the way where you can find them stuck in the walls and you have to bring one back i kept doing that and he was saying they were not good yeah i think there's like a specific one you need I I ended up going to the other cave and finding it right away, but okay. <laughs> but anyway, that's not the good there. Again. Yeah, um, I don't know. It, it was a good game. Um, I liked the dungeons. I liked that there were dungeons. I think I want them to be more contained, and the puzzles to be more than just get to the switch and use your guy's ability to activate the switch. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I think the most interesting one to run around was the boat. Sure. Uh, the most puzzle heavy one, like you said, was the, the desert one. Yeah. Um, Which is, you know, good. That's is if you wanted them to put Zelda dungeons in this game, like that is the one where they tried the hardest. Yes. And even getting to that one was really fun where you had to like light up three pillars. Yeah. Um, To raise the pyramid. You have to blast away these unkillable hell walkers with your lightning arrows i really liked the uh gibdos in this game were they in breath of the wild i don't think they were i don't think so no yeah seeing the gibdos is really cool especially because they're like bug creatures in this one and they i don't think they've ever done that before with them they're nasty zombie bugs yeah some of them are flying around i really like that yeah um also the stuff they dropped the gibdo bones are very strong fusion items they are. They just break very easily. Yeah. So you need something where they don't break, mm-hmm. um, which is something I didn't learn was even necessarily possible until after I'd beaten the game. Yep. And then if you get the Ganon armor, the Phantom Ganon armor from the uh, mazes, you do more damage with bone weapons. Uh, well, that is something I'm going to have to figure out as I go. Yeah. Because I'm still not done with this game. Despite having rolled credits and done all the story stuff. Well, like, good. I will I will pick at it, I think, over time mm-hmm. now. I, st- I'm, I think I'm at about 104 shrines. So, like, I've got a little ways to go. Not that bad, yeah. And now that you know how to find them, <laughs> easier. Yeah, now that I have the ultimate hack. Mm-hmm. Now, that I won't help you with no the idea. sky ones, but. Sure. The sky ones are pretty easy to find because they're almost always on the same shaped island. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you just look at the map for a little while, you you can like <laughs> you can put pins where you think they'll be, and you're probably going to be right. 
there's so few islands anyway that yeah, you can you, just go check them out. The islands are all so recycled, too. You start to recognize the shape of them from the map, and you're like, this is one of these. This is one of the islands that has a tree on it, and if I climb off the side of that island, there's a, a Korok thing on mm. the side of it. Yep. Um, I could also You can also pick out all the Gleok fights up there. You can pick out the arenas where the uh, constructs spawn. Yeah. Just by looking at the map. Um, yeah, I ended up exploring a lot of this guy doing that side quest where you need to find the 13 panels for like the historian guy. Yeah, I, I didn't finish that one. Uh, it kind of sucks. <laughs> it's yeah, not really worth it. It didn't seem like it was going to be. So no. he starts giving you like silver rupees towards the end, um, which when you're always broke in that game is helpful. But if you just exploit and duplicate diamonds, then you don't have to worry about anything ever. Well, most people don't do that because most people have souls. No, most people do, I think, because most people uh, <laughs> have other shit they need to do. No, no, there's uh, <laughs> there's enough time in the day to play the game the way God intended. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And by God, I do mean Miyamoto. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brendan, <laughs> we're we're just like really getting deep in the weeds with this now i think maybe we should do, do we want to talk about some menus like we did in the other game the other game necessitated menu uh <laughs> frustrations being vented on the podcast every every armor set is a three-piece armor set but the armor menu has five things per row you did mention that to me and it does suck and they really should have thought that through they should have either made it three per row or six per row yep so that it's not breaking my armor sets up between rows. It makes it look terrible. You also cannot favorite armor uh, and have it appear at the top. So every time you want to switch to your swimming gear, you have to go find it and then switch back to your climbing gear. There has to be a better way. But yeah, there's a lot of quality of life stuff they could do, but <laughs> this is nitpicky menu shit. <laughs> so that's our thoughts. Brendan, I guess, I guess, again, the question now would be, does... The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, does it high rule or does it high drool? I would say it high rules. I would also say that it high rules. I feel like we spent a lot of time talking shit on it during this recording. uh, But even all that said, I still thought it was a really good game and I had a lot of fun playing it. There when there's so much in it, like there's a lot to pick apart. Yeah, we Um, we kind of focused on the negative. So anything we didn't mention was probably good. It was all good stuff where we were just simply having a good time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, my feelings that I kind of mentioned earlier on are still how I feel about it now. I think it's like an amazing game that does some really great things, pushes even Breath of the Wild further than how far that game went. Mm-hmm. Um, just, yeah, I don't know. A little bit of the magic is lost. Yeah. Um, because we've already kind of done this before but it's it's it is at least evolving on that where things are still fresh so i will say real quick i do think the map was changed enough um yeah to where early on i was talking to you and i might have even said it on the show i thought they had moved things on the map um and also though to in my defense i haven't played breath of the wild since what 2014 is that when it came out 17 2017 okay i haven't played it since then uh, and I beat it as quickly as I beat this one. So two weeks after its launch, I never touched it again. 
Um, but running around this map, I was so lost and I was looking for Hateno Village and it was not where I thought it should be. So I thought they had moved everything on the map. And I think once I figured out it was exactly the same map, I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even fucking realize. Uh, but I think that does say something about like how it does feel fresh. Yeah. In a way. Uh, and maybe that is because I was so far removed from it. Um, but I thought I thought exploring the same map again with like some of the cosmetic changes and some of like the stuff had fallen and crashed into the earth kind of made some of it more fun to, to look at again. I even agreed with you when you said that, and I had replayed Breath of the Wild in 2023, and I was like, yeah, I think they did move things around. Yeah, they, yeah. They totally didn't. No, everything's exactly where it was. The map is exactly the same, except, like, uh, Kakariko Village has a big ring on top of it now. Right. Um, built upon what was already there. Yeah, which I think that might have been what did it for me, is I saw that ring, and I was like, what the fuck is that? And then I went and looked at it, and I was like, oh, I'm at Kakariko. This isn't where I thought this was supposed to be. <laughs> Surprise. It's Ringtown now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Really cool, though. Uh, I think if they're going to do another game like this one, they need another map. I don't think they can get away with it for a third time. Do you think they can make a third one of these? I think they'll try. <laughs> it's just um, so crazy to think about. But I, I don't. I don't want them to. Um People love these games. Uh, I've got friends who say they're the only good Zelda games, but uh, obviously they don't <laughs> care about Zelda. They don't care um, about Zelda. Which is fine. You're, you don't have to like Zelda, but then I don't think that you should be like, well, yeah, this is what Zelda should be because I do like this. Like, this is a cool game. It could be a, a, a series, but when I'm looking for a Zelda game, I want I have like <laughs> a checklist of things that I want. The Zelda hallmarks. Yeah. Um, but. So I hope I hope that going forward, this isn't all Zelda is. Um, but I did enjoy the time I spent with it. That's exactly how I feel about it, too. Like, I'd be satisfied if they do continue to kind of lean in this direction, as well as supplementing it with like more traditional Zelda things. Like if they wanted to do like an alternating pattern of like breath of the wild style. And then like more traditional Zelda yeah. style. I'd be satisfied with that. I think that would be okay. Even if they wanted to make it. So like this is 3d Zelda now and a classic Zelda formula is relegated to only top down style, like classic Zelda, like uh more links awakenings or something like that. That would be okay. I would be all right with that. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be sad to let go of some of the specific things that I like about 3D Zelda yes. games. Yeah. But like, if that's the way it has to be, I'm willing to do it. And I think they could do some interesting things if they did do that. Like we saw some cool stuff with some games where like they're switching between modes. Right. Uh, like Metroid is jumping into my head. It must be the other M that I'm thinking of. Oh, which, God. Which sucks to be referencing that as something that was cool. How about but Super Paper Mario? Is that any Super better? Super Paper Mario, kind of, yeah. Um, but like that kind of thing. Like I think it would be okay to have most of it be top down, but then in certain segments, switch it to like a more classic, like 3D Zelda style. There's ways to innovate. Mm hmm. Well, also regressing back into like, well, we want them to do it the way they used to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't know, though. Like, I, I want puzzles. I, I'm not going to Zelda games because I want a cool story. I'm not going to it to see like, oh, what is Zelda going to get up to now? I, I, I'm doing it to see like, 
what tools are they going to give me and what clever ways are they going to make me use them? And how can I, yeah, d- use it to solve puzzles specific to this dungeon? Yeah, uh, and Tears of the Kingdom, Breath of the Wild, they give you all of your abilities up front uh, and you never evolve with them. You're just, you, here's your four things, go solve every puzzle now. Uh, and even the abilities you do get from this one, the puzzles you solve with them suck. Uh, and yeah. the abilities outside of the dungeon mostly suck, except for the two. Um, yeah. <laughs> so like, I don't know. I, I I want I want items and clever uses of the items. I guarantee we have not seen like the end of that. No Zelda formula. They'll I don't think so. Do remakes, which will have to satisfy us, or you know, hopefully they'll. Just a little side project. It doesn't even yeah. have to be like the main Zelda team. Just get somebody in Nintendo yeah. on something like that. Even like a Breath of the Wild with a link to not a link to the past, a link between worlds item rental system. Oh, Brendan. Like I would I would be so okay with that. Don't get me going. I know that you and me are huge lovers of Link Between Worlds and Link we Between have so already good. been going for over two hours. We don't have the time. Um but yeah, if I think their concern is that like, oh well, if we do that then people have to play it the specific way. We want the openness, the freedom. There are ways to do both. Um, and I hope that if this continues, that they they kind of work on that. Uh, well, it almost sounds like we're like <laughs> being negative again and being like, we'll go back to the stuff we <laughs> like. It's a fun game. Still not my favorite Zelda game. I would call this one a Zelda game, though. And I still am very staunch in my stance that Breath of the Wild is not a Zelda game. I think that Breath of the Wild is uh, the best game, maybe, but not necessarily the best Zelda game. Yeah. At the time, I called it the best Far Cry game I'd ever played. Yeah, Um, that's... And I kind of still stick by that. (laughs) (laughs) I actually think that's fair. Uh, (laughs) And, you know, that's fine. Uh, But, yeah, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, really good. I would recommend it. It high rules. Um, Give it a shot. We'll have to see in 12 years what they do with the series. We'll see you in 12 years. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 